0: MMC. You're listening to the WYE Radio Network. This episode of WYE, we welcome Johnny McWilliams, Navy vet, author, and financial coach. (laughs) The podcast that responds to all emergencies on and off the job. Now here are your hosts, Motor Cop and the Happy Medic. Well, I'm half right. You've got MC this week. Uh, sadly, Justin Shore, my co-host and uh, good buddy, the Happy Medic, is unavailable to record this morning, but that's uh, okay. It's cool. I got the reins. Everything's going to work out just fine. He is just otherwise occupied with some family stuff. Uh, without getting too deep into the weeds, do me a favor and not in an internet kind of way, but in an actual legit kind of way, just keep his family in your thoughts and prayers that, and we'll leave it at that. That'll be that'll be good to go. So today, I'm very excited because I, I'm going to tell a little story because we're actually recording this over Zoom, but I've got our guest's mic muted, so he can't say a thing, which is, I feel so powerful but I'm going to tell a little story about how we met. So we are both uh, part of this really cool platform put on by Pat Flynn. Uh, it's at pro.spi, which start stands for Smart Passive Income. Well, a number of months ago, I made a post. And I think it had something to do with me complaining about being in my retirement purgatory or, you know, whatever it was. And then I left it alone. And I went on vacation over the holidays and it barely got on the interwebs at all. It was amazing. I come home and I see this this comment. It was like two months old and I felt really bad. Like I'd, I'd ignored the guy. So I reached back out to him. Well, it turns out that's our guest that we're having on today, Mr. Johnny McWilliams. And it turns out that we have both been to the, the same training in Nashville under Dave Ramsey and we've got a lot in common. So we I reached out to him, and he connected with me, and we've been having some great conversations. As it happens, he has a new book coming out that is all about faith and finance, and we're going to get deep into that today. We're going to be talking about the seven specific targets for a positive money mindset. Now, you, you all know that I, I love me some some finances. We talk about financial health often on the show, but it's not just me. I swear people, it's I'm not the only one that has an interest in this in this particular topic. So we're gonna bring Johnny on to speak into your life here. Mr. Johnny McWilliams, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to WIE.
1: Thank you for having me, Jason. This is awesome.
0: Well, you know, it, that's I'm a giver. It's what, it's what we do here. We, you know, <laughs> we we give. So, before we get into the book, and, and we'll talk all about that, and and how our listeners can get a free copy of the book. First off, and then if they're listening to this past a certain date, they'll still be able to get a bit of a discount on the aforementioned book. But I want you to tell me real quick because I I, I looked at your you know about the author at the at the end of the book, and good God. Just Navy veteran, you've got real estate licenses and Series Seven and sixty six, and, and you've got all these letters after your name and the certification. You must be exhausted, man. So tell tell the folks a little bit about about your history, your your backstory, if you will.
1: Yeah, because I, I wasn't always a financial coach, that's for sure. Yeah, um,
0: obviously <laughs> before
1: yeah. before the Navy days and all that, that. That's when I was a serial entrepreneur and risky gambling kind of just all over the place with money and all over the place with my faith and everything else so i ended up really at the end of my 20s it was rock bottom i actually ended up with my car being repossessed my house being foreclosed on and claiming chapter seven bankruptcy hitting the bottom so what do you do when you get that all happens well you join the navy of course sure so yeah, join the Navy at 30 <laughs> seems, years old, they called seems- me Grandpa in boot camp. I turned 30 on the day we graduated boot camp. I turned 30. It was pretty funny.
0: Oh man! <laughs> now, so now you're surrounded with you know with a bunch of kids, and you you know you're the one that has all the the life experience. So I, and I'm, I I got to be honest with the audience. I we seldom do, and I certainly didn't with you. I didn't send you questions ahead of time. So this is all off the cuff. We're just we're just having a conversation. Were you able to give the, the guys in your, your squad, your platoon, your, I was never in the military, sorry. So <laughs> the, the people that you went through boot camp with, right? They're, they're all 18, 19 years old. And here's you, vastly their senior. Did they start coming to you for
1: life advice? No, I mean, so during boot camp, no, I didn't even. Everybody's, everybody's to too tired,
0: man. Everybody's too tired. No, in boot camp.
1: <laughs> I'm tired because I'm trying to recover from this complete, like, bottoming out. Really, you know, and I didn't really know what I was doing. So at that point, I really started to pray and say, "I don't know what I'm doing, money." I mean, I just completely destroyed my life, pretty much. I went through the, you know, the worst trifecta you could ever think of, right, with foreclosure, repossession, and bankruptcy. And so I started to learn everything I could about money. Um, And that's when I ran to Dave Ramsey and really the book, Total Money Makeover, which literally just changed everything. Like that was the point. You and me both. Yeah. (laughs) So then I did start to teach. I actually started doing classes to people in the military, helping them out. Just like your book that you wrote, uh Badges and Budgets. It it was like I saw this need for people that are in these high stress situations where they're like invincible, you know. They go out and they're fighting and doing other things, and then their life though and their finances are a mess. We would go out on liberty, which is the time like when you get off duty, right? And people be blowing money like nobody's business, you know, because you're you're finally away from you know having a pistol on your side and you know, all the rest, right?
0: Yeah, freedom. Freedom's a good thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's an absolute necessity for people in these professions and with everyone in general. So
0: you you spend your 10 years in the military. You get out. Now what do you do?
1: Yeah. So at 2015 is when I got um, released from, I mean, uh, uh, I left the military. <laughs> I always say like it's the closest to prison I ever want to get is being in the military. There you go. Yeah. Allowed to leave, (laughs) (laughs) and um, and I uh, started to coach. That's when I started uh, my coaching business, which I just rebranded in 2020. But at that time is when I began, um, and I really just saw that people needed to understand money and their relationship with money, their money mindset. And really understand. Not they don't need an investment advisor and a insurance salesperson and all these other professionals yet. Those people will come into their life, but they need that person in the middle. That like the manager on the baseball team that can kind of like help them direct them to the pitching coach or the you know the other coaches.
0: No, absolutely. One of the things that I I really liked early early in your book, you you talk about intersections, and you equate it to crosshairs. You know, you've got the, the vertical axis and the horizontal axis, and which I thought led so nicely into your website, zero in financial. Because when you, yeah. for for those of you in the audience that are are not gun people, you've never sh- you know shot a firearm in your life. Uh, with particularly with uh, long range weapons, you have to sight them in. Uh, you have to zero them in, which means you have to shoot a bunch. Make some adjustments on your sights, which adjusts it you know, up and down, left and right. And then you really get to dial in to that, to that target. It's such a great analogy that certainly cops and former military members are going to just pick up
1: right off the bat. So kudos to you on, the, on that one. I love that. It's so funny. I was talking to somebody, and they were like, "Oh, yeah, zero win." So your logo should be a target. I'm like, "No, no, no. You don't focus on the target. You focus on the crosshairs." And I'm like, "That's your problem. That's the problem with a lot of people in their finances. Like, you're you're focusing on, yeah, I'm going to retire and I'm going to have a million dollars." I'm like, "Yeah, but you, right now you get like this. You know, your budget is leaking like a boat going down. You know, yeah. and like you need to focus on the crosshairs." So let me explain that. Um, you know. And by the way, I know we're talking about my book, but in your book, you 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 started making me get have those military flashbacks when you were like slow I'm and so- smooth. I'm sorry. Smooth. I apologize. <laughs> smooth as fat. So if most people don't know that like slow the the whole slowest is move smooth, smooth is fast they don't know that expression in the military yeah. you hear it all the time anyone who goes a gun range and that sort of stuff and i'm like and people do that all the time with their finances they're just like whipping things out and they're just, they're just going and whatever and they're all over the place and it's like no you need to just slow down and focus on the crosshair and focus on your movements and your and your Really, just be intentional with your actions. It I love really,
0: that. It really comes; it does come down to that. It, I I love the the real nice comparison between what you've written and, and what I've done, because we both talk about that. You know, that front sight tip and that focus. Uh, and it, one of my favorite analogies that I, I love to talk about is my my shotgun approach to a scoped rifle problem. You know, when you're when you're being intentional, when you're being slow slow being smooth, smooth being fast. If you have a, a shotgun loaded with buckshot and you're on the 50-yard line, you're not going to be able to center punch that target with every one of those pellets. But if you zero in with a specific platform, be it the AR-15 or your budget, depending on what we're talking about, you're going to be able to reach out and touch that, that target every single time you gently squeeze that trigger and the the, the metaphor yeah. stands great in in finances as well.
1: Man, do you know how many times I like yanked that trigger? I, I, so I oh, never yeah. was an expert shooter. <laughs> I, I I barely did sharpshooter with rifle and pistol because I'm always I'm an impatient. I'm just an impatient. I'm like, look, I just want to shoot. I just want to get you know. And I'm so I pull <laughs> the trigger instead of pressing it like you're supposed to. I'm a puller, right? I'm just <laughs> I'm yanking left and right. You look at my 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 bullseye, and it's just holes all over the place. You know, it's, but not it was, with my budget.
0: <laughs> yep, exactly. You know, it, it was funny talking about, you know, going back to law enforcement days, having to go to training and every time I'd, I'd throw a shot and it'd be in the eight ring instead of the nine or 10. And, you know, our targets were, were silhouettes. It wasn't just the round targets. It's a silhouette of a person. And I'm like, you know what? If I shot somebody there, still going to stop them. <laughs> it's, it's good enough for government work. You know what I mean? <laughs> did, did I shoot enough holes in the papers where I can still carry this gun? I did. Yeah. Great. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So I learned patience, you know, and that's how I got sharpshooter finally is when I was patient one day. I had, you know, one less cup of coffee and, you know, I kind of <laughs> really locked in and I talk about patience in the book because, you know, patience along with the rest of the fruit of the spirit are so essential to really zero in and hit that target. Um, and, you know, and on my website, which we'll talk about shortly, there's seven targets that I teach and coach people to hit. So, it, so
0: let's let's get into that I uh, momentarily but the because I gotta comment on one other thing in your book and it is your ability to to alliterate. Man, you are a master at alliteration, and I absolutely love it. So here, here's an example. This is uh, from page 33 in your book. Prosperity resides where prayerful planning, which is not easy to say, by the way, prayerful planning, financial freedom, and radical relationships intersect. And I actually highlighted it. It took me 30 pages, and I just kept thinking because I love alliteration. And it is, A, it's a, it's a great way to remember quotes, It's a great way to have that knowledge easily brought to the forefront of your mind, and you do it extremely well. I would imagine you did it intentionally. Is that the case?
1: Oh, of course. I mean, after many, many hours of writing. (laughs) Right?
0: Yeah. So, and and that's the other thing I want to give uh, give you kudos on. I have put myself out there on a number of different platforms because I'm in this, again, retirement purgatory that I want to help people. So people have, I have edited a uh, screenplay, which was awesome. I, and I actually, I told the the guy that sent it to me, I sent him and he listens to the show and I told him all I said in the last email was I'm done. I hate you because the way it ended, I was so mad. (laughs) But it was, it was really, really good. Uh, so I had that opportunity. I've had the opportunity to look at a couple other books. I'm helping people some some podcasts. And I read yours, and I will be doggone if I couldn't find a thing. They're like nothing out of place. So wh- whatever your editing process was, stick with it because nailed it. Absolutely nailed it.
1: Uh, man, I'm so glad to hear that because I've spent a lot of money to get it. Edited. I'm terror. I will never ever edit my own work for sure. Nobody should. Oh,
0: Nobody God. should edit their own stuff. Oh, it oh, it's it's never a good idea. So let's yeah. let's jump into the the seven specific targets. I'm going to list them out, and then we'll kind of go back and and hit the high points for each one of them. And again. Folks, this, I mean, the alliteration, it's so strong. We're talking again with Johnny McWilliams uh, from ZeroInFinancial.com, the author of a new book, Biblical Faith Meets Financial Strategy. And you talk about seven specific targets for a positive money mindset. The first, like I referred to earlier, prayerfully plan. Target two, increase your inflow. Three, optimize your outgo. sense in a theme well he drops the ball here on target four demolish it i mean did there not no other d that's the that's the only thing i was like "Ah, come on man target five cancel credit and grow at the speed of cash number six strategically save and number seven generously give although it does start with a g one is a soft g one's a hard g but i'll allow it still still an acceptable alliteration so let's hit him. In order, prayerfully plan. What does prayerfully planning have to do with my finances? Oh,
1: everything. And that is where, that is why I think everyone just goes off in the wrong path. I mean, it's like, hold on a minute. God made everything. God gave you everything. God kind of owns a cattle on like a thousand hills and he owns the hills. And yet you just start running with the plan without actually praying. Like, I mean, what's going on here? (laughs) Right.
0: It's something that, that. That's one of the things that, reading your book, it is, you do not hide from, it's the complete opposite of hiding from your faith. You embrace it, and it's one of the first things that you talk about. And, you know, like we, we were talking in a previous conversation a few weeks ago about people don't talk about religion, right? And they don't talk about money. And There's certain things that people are afraid to talk about. You're hitting two of the massive ones, Right out the gate, and I got to again. I got to give you kudos for that because that is, in this day and age, it can be <sighs> trepidatious. It can, it can give you pause if you're not strong enough in in whatever you believe. That can be uh, a, a a pitfall of a road.
1: I, I challenge anyone to Google like the really where we get the turn, you know, in God, we trust putting that on our money as a nation. Why did that happen? And when it's a long story, but I'm not going to go into it, but it was a reason why they put it on the money um, because that's our roots. That's where America, that's how America started. And uh, yeah.
0: You know, it's, it's funny. One of the things that I always liked about Dave Ramsey is, is he talks a lot about this very similar things. Insofar as faith and finance are concerned, but he talks a lot about the steward. Can you explain what a steward is and how we are stewards
1: as well? Sure. You're getting into my second book, but which is not, <laughs> not out, but that's okay. Right. Um, <laughs> it on, man. I'm like almost done with a book after this book. And that's about ownership and stewardship okay. and how a steward you know, is it's not a slave. You know, a steward is somebody who's uh, held accountable and as a manager, right? And, you know, in a lot of jobs, being a manager is a big deal. Like, oh, I made manager. You know, in certain ranks in the military, you know, you, you're at a point of a management where you have things over that you're managing and you have control over and you can str- strategically plan with. But. There's somebody who owns it and it's not you. (laughs) You're not the you're not the ultimate one. And if you notice, when you die, you don't get to take anything with you. That's because none of it was yours in the first place. You need to know what the owner um, has to say about the wealth that is his, which is God. So the intersection, which is the name of the book series is about God's wealth and God's wisdom. That's the intersection where God's wealth and God's wisdom intersect. That's where you need to be aiming at the target. Therefore, as a steward, you are going to say, okay, God, this is your money. What do you want for me to do? What is my purpose with this money that you have handed to me?
0: One of the interesting things we experienced a number of years ago, when we were getting out of debt about a decade ago. We were were going to a church and uh, it happened to be a Sunday morning, of course, and the pastor takes out a dollar. He says, Every, everybody grab your wallet, take out a dollar. So everybody takes out a dollar. And he said, this this money is not yours. It's God's, like you were talking about. And we we were so impacted by that. And this is back in the day when the wife was into scrapbooking. So she came home, and to this day, in right outside of my garage door, because we use the garage door more than a front door, when I was going to work every morning, working all those hours of overtime, we have a, a framed dollar bill, and then she put in little scrapbooking letters, above it, not yours, underneath it, love God. And it was a reminder to me that all the effort I'm putting in and how we are managing our money is truly a blessing. And it's on us to make sure we take care of it the right way and that, you know, like you said, it that that starts with with prayer and you know for those of you that aren't believers that are listening to this you there is so much wisdom that you can take away from the bible bible stories whether you think it is the you know the, the word of god or just some cool things to learn from from life either way it correct me if i'm wrong johnny that in the bible they talk more about money than they do about
1: love is that right Absolutely, it has that's two thousand three hundred verses in the Bible about you know different things when it comes to prosperity or money, greed. You know the bad, the good, bad, the ugly, all the different things. It's over twenty three hundred verses and passages. Jesus actually talks about money more than heaven and hell combined. Um, that, not that, that heaven and hell is not important. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's 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 insane to me. That 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 is just that really should underscore the importance of of what God thinks about this particular topic and again i mean if if you're of the the ilk that you're not a believer you can still take wisdom from these things that we're we're talking about for sure there are there's practical advice to be to be garnered let's talk about target two increasing your inflow when you say inflow what what do you mean
1: so by the way the second target is actually demolish debt. Just to let you, I don't know if you. Know. Oh, I'm, I'm looking
0: at uh, I'm looking at a website that uh, it's got them in, in that order. I I apologize.
1: Now. Yeah,
0: oh, interesting. The so it's demolish debt on the site I'm looking at. It says demolish it. That might have been a, a typo.
1: Not your doing. Where are you? Not your doing. Yeah, where are you on? I don't know what website it is. Okay, so <laughs> uh, so debt that- demolition is actually a system. So I'm like, you know, demolition is a huge thing. And I talk about it on blog posts that I do. And, you know, one day down the road, I might talk about debt demolition more, but there's a lot of books like Total Money Makeover, like uh, Badges and Budgets. There's a lot of things that talk about how to demolish your debt. This book is not about debt demolition. You can find that information out there. You know, whether you talk about Snowball or whatever, my system's called demolition that I teach. And, um, you can tell everyone exactly what that is all about. It's about getting rid of it, tearing it down, destroying it, wrecking it. As as uh, Dave Ramsey says, you can tiptoe into that, but you can't tiptoe out. You get It's got to be, it's violent. Oh, yeah. You know, he talks about a gazelle intense where I talk about demolition. I mean, I've never seen a demolition where it was like, okay, one brick at a time. It's just destroyed. You know, <laughs> no, no, demolition is violent. It's a wrecking ball or dynamite or something, you know?
0: Yeah, that it, it really is. and, and- you know when you get done with let's say if you have you've ever done any home improvement projects let's say you're you're redoing your kitchen which we we did last year at the end of the day tearing out our old island demolishing it, it oh my god i was exhausted i was so tired it was
1: fun. Right? it's it, fun it is fun sledgehammer that's <laughs> the crazy
0: thing is this this work is not easy it is hard work now in the rear view and eh, not that bad, right? You could look back and, you know, with a fond eye. But you know when you're when you're sweating, when you're bleeding, you know when you're not having the best of times, you can be you can get overwhelmed by it. But it is violent work, and I I, I like that. I like the analogy there it's that's a, a real good point
1: oh demolish is growing on you now <laughs> it, it is it
0: totally is i i stand <laughs> i literally stand corrected so let's get back to uh the other target then increasing your inflow
1: well actually number three is cancel credit but that's okay god dang <laughs> increase inflow I'm, so is yep yep all right cancel okay uh, you is, know what i'm gonna let you
0: i'm gonna let you go in order then so yeah canceling credit Talk to me, Johnny. What do you got? So
1: this is in a certain order on purpose because if you go to God first and you prayfully plan and then you demolish debt and it's kind of like they overlap. They don't, but I'm saying you start that and then you also cancel credit while you're demolishing debt, you get rid of it. And when I mean cancel credit, I mean, cancel it. Hey, you talk about this cancel culture. I'm like, if you want to cancel something, cancel <laughs> all the bad boys, those credit cards, student loans, all the other mess, just cancel it all done. I'm talking gone. I was talking to for a, um, uh, a, a, uh, um, a contact yesterday, and she asked me, she said, well, things happen in life. If I get rid of my credit, what do I do? <laughs> and I said, oh, you're going to use money. I'm like, so hold a minute. You, you're, you have all this debt and emergency happens. If you robbed a bank or a store, that could solve your problem, right? She said, yeah. I'm like, but would you rob a bank or a store to solve this problem? She said, no. I'm like, well, that's exactly how you have to treat credit. It's not even an option. I'm not going to rob a store to pay my bills. Then I'm not going to use credit to pay my bills because I've, I, I look at it in the same vein where they're both not an option.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's that you're, you're using money that doesn't belong to you. Exactly. I, I feel the exact same way. Uh, and <laughs> much to my father-in-law's chagrin, uh, he is a mortgage broker and he thinks I am insane because the, the only thing I have in my credit report now is, is the house. I haven't had a credit card in well over a decade. Uh, we, we just we don't have it. Well, what are, what are we going to do when we have to buy a house? Well, there, there are ways to go about it. Uh, it's not as easy easy as you know traditional lending but there, there are ways to to get that done and of course i say that having never had to do it so it's easy from you know where i'm standing to to make that statement but i can tell you that not having credit has not negatively impacted my life in the least no and if we can't we can't afford it we don't buy it and if we want it we save up for it. And imagine, if you will, uh, delayed satisfaction uh. is so much better than, well, I, I mean, God, God bless them. I love Amazon. I, I, I have uh, things arriving today. <laughs> I'm a big fan of going on there and being like, hey, I need a uh, totally random thing, but I need a new cover for my three and a half inch cleanout to my main sewer line neat yep. hopped on amazon that'll be here sunday boom i didn't have to leave the house that's incredible but Man. i also paid cash for it and if there was something that i really love saving for it and then buying it that sense of satisfaction it, you can't it's really hard to quantify and
1: you it was in the plan Like, you you know, it was in that category, for example, you know, you have X amount dedicated before the month began to buy toys or I don't know, or electronics or whatever it is. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. We we get the wife and I get 150 bucks a piece a month for blow money, just money that we just like you know, after, after the interview with you, I'm going to go uh, meet one of my old B partners and we're going to grab a beer. Well, that's coming out of my blow money. That's, that's not yep. coming out of the kid's college fund. It's not coming out of my mortgage. It's <laughs> I've got money that, and I'll tell you right now, if I didn't have any in that category, I would tell them, Hey man, why don't you grab a six pack and come on over to my house or you know, whatever. You, exactly. you, you have to be able to make these plans and follow through on them.
1: So that leads us perfectly into the fourth target because a lot of people will say, well, I don't have enough money to go on the Hawaii vacation. Or let, let me put it in a better one. I love this it is, oh, I'm getting married next year. So I have to spend $20,000. Oh, I, I hear sweetie, this all the time.
0: Sweetie, no, you don't. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that, that, you know, well, I'm going to use this analogy for the next two. But for the first one, I want to talk about increased inflow. Now, a lot of people will talk about increasing income which is a problem because it's a it's the problem that's mentioned in your book. Once again, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, I could just work more overtime and, you know, and, oh, yeah. and that is, that is the income increase problem where you constantly are trying to out earn your stupidity. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. It, I but, call it the overtime cycle. You get stuck in it and you know, you get, you work so many hours and you get so tired and you feel like oh, I, I've earned this new thing I wasn't saving for, but I'll just work more overtime to pay for it. it it's a never ending cycle.
1: But increasing inflow is a little bit different because it says, okay, a flow, you know, because we have money is is liquid, right? We use words like liquid in currency. Yeah. You know, there's this like streaming, you know, of cash. And you can bring in inflows in a lot of different ways. You know, selling things, right? You can... Um, you can uh, have a side gig. You can even start a little business on the side where you have a YouTube channel because you're just recording while you're out having fun and you start bringing an in income through that or a blog post or writing a book. Or you can do things that are just hobbies and make a little bit of, of flow that way. Also, you can have inflow from you know, other things. So everything goes into the budget, whether it's inheritance, a gift, all of that is flows. And so I always talk to people about how many inflows they have in managing that.
0: That that is an excellent point because you, especially for first responders, getting out of that overtime cycle is so important. And I stopped working overtime. Well, I don't work any overtime anymore. But that's that's besides the point. Before Do you work? That, that, I mean, technically, not really. <laughs> <just> but <laughs> when we got out of debt, I stopped working overtime. Like I, when overtime came up, I was the first person in line to sign up for it. And as soon as everybody knew we were out of debt, they stopped asking me. I didn't work a day of overtime, but I still brought in other money doing things like, you know, uh, affiliate marketing. There's, there's a a product I love. That's a, a workout gear that I've been an affiliate for, for a number of years. And that's been beneficial, uh, bringing other people on onto the podcast. And it, hell, our, our our patrons over at patreon.com slash W-I-E, they pay for our hosting. And that that's incredible. That doesn't have to come out of my family's budget. Now you're thinking. And it just... it's it, good stuff. It really is. It, it comes down to figuring your... It's 2021, man. I mean, y- you can figure out very, very simple ways to monetize your hobby. I mean, my... Here's a perfect example. My brother-in-law is amazing at woodworking. He built. He's he's a an audiophile, so he's got this just sick sound system, and he's got a bunch of vinyl, and he wanted a credenza. So, dude built a friggin' credenza. I mean, good <laughs> lord! And it's it it looks like you would pay a couple of grand for it, kind of. And it's all custom made. My sister-in-law's got a a laser cutter. So, what they did was they had they printed out a sound wave of the song from their wedding and that's the front face of the credenza i mean it's gorgeous you don't think for a second that he could make that a side business a hundred percent he could do that holy and and simply and it's something that he loves to do he is incredibly gifted at and he could bless people with and make some side cash you just you gotta you gotta get creative
1: what what will people pay me for Warning, warning, do not get stuck into this. Oh, I'm going to make money on something, but I got to spend a lot of money that oh, I yeah. don't have to start yep. making money. I, I've seen people do this. And even today you could do almost everything startup for free. Like you can get a yeah. website. I mean, you can, you can go Etsy, you could do whatever does it, it costs a lot of money to get started. And then you organically keep reinvesting that money to make it grow. So I can talk about that all day. Um, and it leads right into Optimize Outgo because uh, I knew, back I to knew the that wedding was next. Example.
0: I knew that was next. What's that? I, I knew that had to be next, right?
1: I mean, it had, you got it the had rest to, of them. You get the rest of them straight.
0: All right, cool. All right. I've redeemed <laughs> because, myself. I've redeemed myself.
1: Because <laughs> now that you have all this inflow coming in, it goes through that budget, and you got to like, really start to form it into the right buckets. You got to put them in the right categories. You have to optimize the outgo, you know, because if you're like, oh, yeah, I got 3,000 going to my golf habit, but I have a hundred going to the college fund for my kids. That's probably not the most optimal ratio. Yeah. You
0: know, yeah. Something might need some tweaking there. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. So uh, optimizing your outgo, you're talking specifically about a written financial plan. And it that yeah. sounds I like using financial plan because people think it's this lofty thing. Nobody likes the word budget. Right, ah, it's, it, no, sounds, no, you gotta. it sounds.
1: It sounds. <laughs> you're not. A, you're not in Congress. <laughs> I, I,
0: that's. It's crazy. But that. That's what. A, that's what a budget is. It's simply telling your money where to go. That's it. Instead of it. You know, at the end of the month, you're like, oh man, we've only got 200 bucks for groceries, and we got 17 days of the month left. What What are we gonna do? Well, you knew how much money was coming in. You know how much you averagely spend uh, at, at the grocery store. You can create a plan around that, and it's not it really isn't that hard. There are some difficult steps that you have to look at and that the tendency can be to look behind you too much and feel some shame or, you know, feel, uh, God, just down in the dumps about the decisions you made. It doesn't matter. If you're going to go, you know, from, from Chicago to San Francisco and you spend the whole time looking behind you while you're driving, you're going to crash. So mm-hmm. st- stop doing that. Nobody cares about what you did to get here. You're here. It's time to optimize that, that out, outflow or outgo rather.
1: And, and the, the important thing to realize is that outgo is not always spending, right? We have giving, we have, we have saving. And, and uh, one of the major categories I always talk about is saving, which we're going to talk about strategically save in a minute, but part of the outgo goes to save for that vacation next year. And then when you actually go on vacation, guess what? One of the inflows is from your savings account. It's called retain earnings in the business world.
0: (laughs) And nothing feels better. Then going on, and I've had this experience. Nothing feels better going on vacation knowing that it's paid for and none of it is going to follow you home unless you bring it with you.
1: I, I don't know if I want to make a confession online like this, but when I got married, when we got married, me and my wife, we went to Hawaii for six days and I spent $15,000 and it was on credit, and I don't know how long it took me to pay it off over X amount of time. (laughs) On our 10-year anniversary being completely renewed and and born into the Total Money Makeover, (laughs) we went on a three-week vacation to Hawaii in cash, and it only cost $7,000. Yeah, figure that out. (laughs) So more than three (laughs) times as long, Yeah, half the amount, And we got home and didn't owe anybody anything like totally different. Crazy.
0: It's amazing what what you can do, the the results you can get with literally a smidgen of effort and some intentionality and being purposeful with the money you have bringing in. And I like that you brought up that outgo doesn't mean everything Go leaves you. It's just you're you're giving them marching orders. You're telling them, hey, uh, you $20, bucks. you are going in this category. You $75, you're going over here. And at the end of the day, when everything is planned out, now you've got that, that zero at the bottom. Everything that came in minus everything that's going somewhere is zero and nothing goes missing. I don't know what your experience was, but I, I tell this all the time. When we first did our budget, literally wrote down on paper we we found and again i love doing radio uh, radio show air quotes we found 500 bucks a month 500 so that's 6 grand a year was just walking out our door where to go i i don't know probably best buy and starbucks and whatever we weren't paying any attention and as soon as you start paying attention and like you're talking about optimizing the outgo then you're you're halfway there
1: yep 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 so we're talking about saving, right?
0: Yep. Strategically, I would cool. imagine.
1: Yeah. Because there's a lot of things to save for, you know, and I've, uh, I talk about it all the time, like there's little things like, like, uh, just date night, right? You need to save up for taking your wife out. I hope you take her out, but you know, that's, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs>
0: Hang on. I got to make a note. Dang it. <laughs>
1: But, the, but the, you save up for the little things sometimes, you know, even like the, you know, buying um, uh, something for your hobby, you know, whatever, the little things. But then there's like those medium things where you need to save up for the v- family vacation, you know, maybe that's once a year, every two years, whatever it is, you know, and things in between. But then you have the long range things, college, education, retirement, you know, all the, you know, the big, maybe saving up for a business you want to start, you know, like, you know, big, like a, say we're going to do a, like a, a brick and mortar kind of business where you need capital. Most people are like, Oh, we got to go take out a loan. No, you could save up for that too. Because if the amount of money you would have paid back on the loan over seven years will be twice as much as it would take you to save up for it, you know, and pay for it in cash. You can do anything. You can save up for anything, car, house. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. We last year, my, uh, my 17 year old Ford Explorer gave up up the ghost like it it died a glorious death and we went out and found a a car for cash 5,500 bucks I now have a uh, let's see my Ford was an 03 the new car is a 2012 man it felt like a huge upgrade because now that's a you know nine year older car to me and it I I don't I don't need a entertainment package this is to get me from point a to point b i don't care about all that stuff and we literally just handed dude money thanks very much you know and off we went it it became just something that we we just saved up for and we were able to execute with zero drama it one day the car died and it's like okay well we've been planning for this so let's go find a new car and three days later bang new car New to us car, not new car. Yep. Let, don't, don't misunderstand me.
1: <laughs> well, so, I mean, why doesn't anyone else do this? You know, everyone else just says what, how much per month? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. And like Dave Ramsey is a fan of saying millionaires say how much and normal people say, uh, how much a month. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's yep. a, that's a different, it's a very simple difference, but it is a huge foundational difference. Speaking of foundational, this is my favorite step, target, insert label you want here all about giving. So can you talk about what that is?
1: Yeah. I, 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 you know what? Can I talk about what it's not first, which sure. totally I love to talk about what is not because it always makes my Christian friends rethink the whole thing. Um, and it's actually um, going to be a main topic in my second book, which uh, I keep pushing that because it's going to be coming out later this year. You're going to get that for free, too, when you listen later and get the, the goods. But anyway, um, giving and tithing are not the same thing. Tithing is returning. Offerings is giving, and it's a big deal to think that because it's this is is the, the tithe. If you're a Christian and you believe in the Bible, then um, you see that the tithe is the Lord's, it, it is His, it's not even yours to begin with. You can't give something that's not yours, but we use give in English really kind of loosely. For example, you let me have a movie, I watch your movie, and I say, Hey, I'm going to give you back your DVD tomorrow. I'm going to do, do we use DVDs anymore? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to.
0: You, you, I'm gonna give you back my login to Netflix. No, no,
1: no, I'm not, I'm not, okay. I'm not <laughs>
0: violating my terms of service, Netflix. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> okay, bad example. I'm gonna give you back your book. Like, whatever you know. And I'm not giving you. How am I giving you your book? Like it was just yours. I'm not giving you anything. But we use the term "give" when we instead of "return" because right. it's just weird to say. I'm gonna return the book to you tomorrow. We say give. thank you. So anyway, sir. generously giving is outside of that. It's above and beyond. It's when you're doing giving in many different levels. I actually have a lot of blog posts on this about how to give without spitting a penny. Like most people think that, oh, by giving, I got to have all this money set aside. Actually, there's a lot of things you can give. You can give hospitality. You can give time. You can give part of your talent. You get—I mean—you can give a lot of things that has nothing to do with money. But then when you give them money, I mean, we're talking birthdays, anniversaries, whatever. You know, you can gift to people who are just less fortunate, like you know, the homeless. Um, I love giving to veterans. You know, obviously because I think that they're like. Why are there homeless veterans? I don't even understand what why that is. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, so I mean, you serve your country and then you're homeless. That's weird. So I give to a lot of things like that. But anyway, giving should be a part of your financial plan for sure. In
0: your experience and in your life, when you, because I know what mine has been, what has your experience been with? giving and and i want you to answer this in a selfish way like what have you gotten out of giving
1: do you understand what i'm saying absolutely multiple things i have another blog post about that (laughs) um that (laughs) talks about how you know not only do you first of all you just get this instant gratification okay like it's a there's this instant thing that when you give if you don't believe me when you're driving through starbucks say hey i'm paying for the person behind me too and then, and then pay and then drive up and just park somewhere and kind of watch. You know what I mean? Like, there's an instant gratification. And then the other thing, obviously, is that, man, I tell you what, the Bible's right. When you give, it comes back to you tenfold. I don't even know. Like, there, it, it's I don't understand it. it. There's no mathematical equation. It's amazing, though.
0: And that, that's an interesting thing. It does come back to you, but it doesn't always come back to you in the way that it left you. It can be in a completely totally. unrelated fashion, and sometimes maybe you make the connection, maybe you don't. But I can tell you that that being generous with your your gifts, like just like you said, whatever that happens to be your time, your talent, your your cash, whatever, the return on that investment because you are investing when you give. You are investing in other people in other experiences and what you take away from that. And, you know, I know it sounds selfish, but it, it really does benefit you as well. So I I can't encourage listeners enough to, to, to give of their, of their time. And heck that, I mean, if that's a, a, a guy or a gal at work that let's say they're, they're moving to a new apartment and you got two hours that you can give them on a, on a Saturday to help them move furniture that, that would be huge because it costs it's not an expensive to to move from one place to another if you're having you know a, a professional do it. So if you're trying to save a little bit of, uh, of money there, you know, just an hour or two of your time is well invested.
1: So that's what intersection is all about. This book series is all about how when you live at that intersection of wisdom and wealth and you're giving, planning and strategically doing all of this on purpose, you're gonna be finding out what real prosperity is all about. And
0: I think that is it's so God, it's so cleverly done how you've done the, the intersection. And all of these these steps that we're talking about, these targets, and again I, I love the use of, of the target with the you know the thought of the the crosshairs, all of these things are very, very well grounded and located in the bible and you you do an amazing job in in this book really referring specifically to different scriptures in different in different areas so if if you guys are curious about the new book it's called biblical faith meets financial strategy and uh johnny has been kind enough to offer our listeners a special deal so why why don't you hit him with it sir
1: yeah. Well, first of all, if you're listening to this when this airs, um, which is before the book is published, then I want you to be a part of my advanced reader team and get the book for free. You're going to get the ebook for free. And um, by the way, all of this, you're going to be able to find at wye.zeroinfinancial.com. dot zero So that's W Y E dot L.com. And this is going to be there, but if you miss it, and um, by the way, the 22nd of March is 2021 is the end of that free deal. You can still get a, a, an amazing discount. And if you on the shop, when you, it's going to be on the same page, you can, you'll have a link to that shop. There's gonna be a discount code that we will say right here, but it won't be there. So you have to listen to the podcast to get this discount code. The discount code is W Y E nine one one. And the importance about 911. Well, you got to dial 911 if you have an emergency. But the price of the audiobook, I'm going to discount to $9.11 just for your listeners.
0: I love it. Um, Normally, great.
1: 15 bucks. So it's like a 40% discount. So Get your book for 911. And that's the audio book. So even if you get the free ebook, you can go back and use the discount and get the audio book for 911.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic, man. Thank you so much for not only your time and your talent, but making that available to, to our listeners. Because I, I know there are people in first responder land that struggle with finance, that they struggle with motivations. And just there's so much. Gravitas when it comes to to people's money and their mindset, and I know you are literally on the front lines of of this battle, uh, helping those. And uh, I know God's going to bless you in, in incredible ways for, for making yourself available like this. So Johnny McWilliams, check him out, zeroinfinancial.com. And again, if you want to take advantage of being a part of the advanced reader team, hit up wye.0infinancial.com. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd imagine we'll, uh, we'll have Johnny back on the show when uh, the next book comes around. So we we'll look forward to, to chatting with you soon, man.
1: Totally. It's been a pleasure.
0: All right, dude. Be safe. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks very much to Johnny McWilliams from zeroinfinancial.com coming on the show. Guys, his his book was was super super cool, very very well written. Again, alliteration. You can't go wrong with alliteration. If you want to get your free copy of Biblical Faith Meets Financial Strategy If you're listening to this before March 22nd, go to WYE.zeroinfinancial.com. If you're listening to it after that, you can still go to the same thing and use the code WYE911 to get you some good discounts on the book. So I'm going to wrap this up early. No bolo this week. I think we're just going to end it there. We've given you plenty to think about. So on behalf of my good buddy, Justin Shore, the happy medic, uh, be safe, y'all. Cheers, and uh, we will check you out next week.